0: Hello, and welcome back to part two of our two part story with Lee Goldman. Lee invented a product called the Wet and Stick for the drywall industry. The Wet and Stick is a mudless taping system that might have gotten legs if it weren't for more than a couple of issues. One immediate problem was that the machines Lee purchased to make the tape were dramatically off. Lee had his fair share of issues, but it wasn't for a lack of surrounding himself with amazing people. You no, know, it wasn't
1: just me. It wasn't just Evan. It wasn't. It was every. Our, we all were involved. It's a great idea. Like it Doug, really is. D- Doug uh, Holmberg, uh, all, all all the grabber guys. I mean, I could I could name quite a few of them. Uh, Sure, But everybody was we were all enthusiastic about the possibility and and skeptical at the same time. It was like, you know, we you know, there were some there were some guys within the group that were going, you know, this guy's fucking whacked out. Yeah,
0: Yeah. but you had Grabber, which did have a reputation in the industry. So that that helped your cause, which
1: which I didn't know when I made the call to tell him about the 27 feet.
0: We discuss his relationship with Grabber and how he tried desperately to get this wet and stick off and running, but kept finding challenges at every turn. We talk about Doug Homely with Grabber and how those strategic relationships struggled with the failure of the wet and stick. I'm very excited and honored to kick off the 2024 sponsorship series with Columbia Tools as our January and February sponsor. This is the second time Columbia has sponsored the Drywall Podcast, and I'm super grateful to them for that. Stay tuned throughout January for some exciting ice bath giveaways, all culminating into a special Rocky Mountain adventure happening at the end of February where I'll be interviewing two surprise guests. Columbia Tools is a family owned and operated business that's been rocking the drywall finishing scene for over four decades. Manufactures commercial grade tools in Canada using cutting edge machinery and all North American materials. Catch my two-part interview with Aaron and Elliot of Columbia Tools, episodes 23 and 26, as well as my live interview with Bernie St. James, their dad and founder of Columbia Tools on episode 54. You can also catch this, my full interview with Bernie on our Instagram page. I'm excited to get into part 2 of this interview with Lee and find out just what the heck happened with the wet and stick. I hope you are as well. On episode 83 of the drywall podcast, let's just get right into it. We had hey. we, we had quite an interview yesterday.
1: Yeah, who was that with? You. <laughs> i I know i I had a i had a very long day yesterday i did too i did too Uh, but i I have to tell you i enjoyed very much our our time talking it was good me too yeah oh yeah oh yeah one of the one of the best um i actually uh have to tell you that i i have a couple i I spoke to kevin and a a couple things came back to my to light and i i I, uh, now I remember how I got involved with grabber and, and it wasn't red. It wasn't red and yellow and white mesh tape. It was, it was yellow blue and we did some green, believe it or not, uh, tape for them. Red, yellow and green mesh tape yeah I, I I remember now I remember I didn't remember the green but they had one customer that wanted wanted green and I got some made and it probably took uh two years to use the stock that I that I had made for them but finally we, that, when it was done it was done yeah but, yeah but they, so
0: you've been sort of you've been in hibernation you've been you you're doing real estate and stuff but like this I talked with Kevin as well. Like this has sort of resurrected some of these old ideas and concepts that were a big part of your life for many years that have been archived that we are unearthing. Correct. I
1: have. I haven't given this any real thought. I told you occasionally I think about it, but um, it's got to be eight or nine years.
0: So, so and so- and maybe some emotions.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You, 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 have no idea. <laughs> you have no idea. It, 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 uh, there's some, there's some characters, both great and and really bad that uh, just, you know, I look back on it. I have to tell you that I met some great people. Yeah. i in, in the drywall business and I, uh, it's like, I feel like I let a lot of people down when I, when I couldn't get the tape moving and I yeah. was embarrassed. I was very yeah. embarrassed. Yeah. And the, the failures uh, really weighed on me. Um. And I, uh, I just, I just, I just said, you know, I'm going to clean it up. I'm going to get yeah. out. And, uh, and there's more things important in life than, uh, you know, than, than this. And, yeah. uh, um i i i I all i guess a couple of different times i just wish that i could have started fresh differently or started this journey differently for more insight um i spent the first six months i remember just cleaning up these this old business uh, uh, that that i bought uh, once i finally took the reins uh, I mean, I, I I remember I put these poor guys in the in the factory. I put them through hell. I I I had everything taken out of the building. I had them wash everything down, scrub everything. I I threw dumpsters of crap away, and uh, and then I realized that the machines were really screwed up. So literally like six months, uh,
0: when you took over, tell us the name of the company again that you took over.
1: Uh, it was Duratape Corp.
0: Duratape Corp. And you bought these guys, uh, you kind of gave them the song and dance. There was some back and forth, but essentially you got the business. You were able to purchase this sort of like kind of crusty business at a good, at a good price
1: um it was I I think it was a it it was it would have been a fair price had I not I forgot about I I actually sued these guys after I bought the place and realized that they not only had uh took the books that that they presented to me okay but but they um there's no other word They, they 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 misrepresented facts to me but they frauded their customers Okay. So so how did that, happen? How, what, what do you mean they frauded their customers? Yeah. So I, I started in looking at these machines. I, I forgot completely about it. It, it was because I, I, I just put it behind me once I settled it all, but Kevin, Kevin brought it up. I was said, you know, I just don't remember how I got, i know how when we met i know when kevin and i met because it was through doug holmberg but i don't remember how i i, I got to doug so this company that i bought dirt tape core had been selling through a i had been selling to one of grabber's divisions now i'm going to tell you how naive i was i didn't know grabber had multiple divisions i didn't know anything about grabber but i i, I was looking at the uh machines and the counter and they were explaining to me exactly how it was operating and and uh, i noticed the counter was off and i go you know like so we're making rolls and it keeps coming up like 225 230. i'm going what's going on with this counter they said oh don't worry about it it's, it's always been that way well, come to find out, these guys calibrated the machine to where it's where it's where you thought you had a 250-foot roll. It was coming out at 223 feet. So that was 27 feet. Every single roll they were that that was their that was their profit, extra profit that they didn't tell anybody about. So I told you there was something going on. I just didn't remember what it was. So here I am starting a brand new business, and and you know, I already told you about do right and fear no one you know with my dad you know so yeah so the biggest customer they had for this tape was this crazy customer called grabber in Pompano Beach Florida and I'm going who the what the hell's a grabber I mean I didn't know I didn't know who these guys were yeah so and you they didn't have a website on the internet back in 2004. You know, they would, you know, I I don't know. It just, you just, you could see, you could look them up, but you would see their address and whatever. Anyway, so I keep looking, looking for these guys and I'm seeing friggin' California, some cockamamie Concord, California. I'm going what? So, okay. So then I, I, so I, I, I called, I looked at the list. I called this, these, these people. That's right. their major customer. The Grabber was their biggest customer. Yeah, but, that, they, but they had a lot of little customers. But, sure, but Grabber was like the biggest one they had. And and, they, and, and
0: Grabber didn't know that they were misrepresenting the feet on the roll. They didn't figure that out. They didn't measure a roll. Nobody
1: figured it out. Wow! Except for Lee it, Goldman. Well, I, I by accident. <laughs> But, you know, so, you know, first thing I did was I go back to the owners, the original owners that I bought it from, and this, and I have to tell you, this is probably about a month into this whole, I've cleaned everything up, I've got everything going on, I've got a plan of attack, I'm going to call all these customers, I've written written a a letter that I've sent out, you know, to everyone, Uh, I've faxed them or emailed, I don't remember but I, you know, Hey, I'm Lee Goldman. I just bought Dura tape international. I'm really excited about getting involved. I, you know, I know you've done some business with us, but you know, all that. Yeah. Jazz. yeah. And I'm going to be calling you to see how I can be a better service to you. Good is The key anyway. So I i call these, I call these guys up and they said, well, you know, a two by four is not a two by four i'm not i'm not a toolsy guy i can't fix crap my I, you know i have trouble putting a kite together so i i you know my my toolbox has hers on it because if my wife would have would fix things not really but that's kind of right right anyway so i go i go you know what i i, I said you know what i i gotta call you back i go to home depot yeah I go. I I grab a guy that's in <clears up throat> and I go, "What's the story? Are the are the screws? When they say it's two inch screws, are they two inch screws?" I said, "When they say it's a, a, a you know, a two by fours, is it a two by 4 Well, so I said, "Give give me a tape measure. Let's look at this." So they were right about the, the two by four. Okay, yeah. I, I did at the time. I didn't. I wouldn't have known any of this. I'm a guy yeah. that's big on standards. With that is specific to, to wood, though, and it's ridiculous. Okay, but that's not the point I'm making here. Okay. So then I go and I buy a 500-foot roll of joint tape, a 250-foot roll of joint tape, yeah. a, a 75-foot roll of joint tape. Okay. I buy mesh tape. I buy I buy every friggin' tape that you can find.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I have a, a, uh, my, my facility... Was about ten thousand feet, but you, I could roll out a five hundred foot roll of tape easy, <laughs> yeah. at, at from one end to the other. And yeah. I just told these guys, I said, "Sweep this freaking floor. I want it clean." And 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 I just started laying, rolling out the tape. So I had okay. all these tapes rolled out, and then I rolled our, ours. And I'm seeing we're like, I mean, they might be, you know, USG might have been forty seven feet, or, or be two forty seven. Or 248. I mean, that's, right. that's what, you know, I, I I get it. Within a couple of feet. Not what I would do, but that's okay. I guess I get it. Yeah. National gypsum was about the same. You know, I could see that these rolls are off a little bit. But they're okay. like inches here and inches there. It's not like consistent. I mean, they actually had some that were over 250. Not 27 feet. So when we rolled ours out and I see that we're like, Two twenty three or two twenty two or two twenty four. I'm going. What? When I roll out the five hundred footers, I see where I, I don't. I don't know. We were at four seventy five or four seventy eight, and I'm going. This is this is not acceptable. I I I roll out our seventy five foot tape. And it's like sixty nine feet. I'm going. Are you kidding me? I I, I documented all this stuff and i went out i was i was smoking at the time so i grabbed the guy head of production that was running the machines and whatnot i grabbed and we went outside bought him a coke or whatever the hell it was and i said he said what's wrong man he said these guys these guys didn't have a problem with it i said but i got a problem with it i can't you know this is not this is not the way it is he says well that's the way it's done in the industry i said it's not i just proved it so I said, I want these machines recalibrated. I want them if if we're going to sell a roll, it's 250 feet, and we're going to put it on the label. It's got to be 250 feet. Right. Five hundred. I don't want it. I'll, I'll give you an inch. Absolutely. But I don't. <laughs> I, I, this, is not, this is not. This is not. This is not what's going to happen. So I call Pompano Beach uh, Grabber. Uh, and I get a guy on the phone that, that accepts the shipments, and I tell him who I am. And I said, uh, I, I I gotta speak to the guy that's responsible down there to buy that, that 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 authorizes the buying of this. Well, that's that would be um Trace Boswell, I think. Yeah, it was Trace Boswell. So Pompano Beach I'm, is that grabber that you're yeah, calling? That's that's, that's grabber's. Uh, Florida okay there
0: uh, and you're going to tell grabber you're going to be like hey man these guys have been shorting you
1: um, yeah i i you know what I, I i just i needed to do it good I, I, yeah I, 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 I would i would have absolutely done
0: that out of right. the gate been like hey we want to have an honest uh, relationship
1: well, moving forward is, is, so these guys
0: weren't I, giving you the right amount of tape
1: well, so I introduced myself and I said to him I almost almost verbatim, I said, uh, Mr. Boswell, um, we have a problem. I have a problem. You have a yeah. problem. Sure. Um, I bought this company and um I based all my all the the price I paid based on margins and whatnot. He says, No, I get it. I said, then we've been short, this company has shorted you and I'm going to make up for it. He goes, what do you mean short us? I said, well, you have, you we, you buy 250 roll, foot rolls from us, some 500 foot rolls from us and um, of, of paper tape. He goes, oh yeah, yeah. Okay. I said, so I want you to write me a purchase order for uh uh i think i think i said 30 or 40 i think it was 48 a pallet a free pallet of drywall tape and i i said i want you to write me a purchase order for that and i want you to have the price that you're going to pay is zero and you can wait until you have another shipment if you want whatever but i i'm going to i want to rectify this because he says well you don't owe me they owed me i'll let me i'll go after him i said nope I'm going after. I said, I'm going to make it right with you. You, All I want you to do is do the do what I'm asking you and gi- give me a chance to earn your, keep your business <clears throat> and, may, and maybe Let me do pa- Let me hit the
0: pause button right here because a lot of people, if you're starting your own business, even if you do a drywall business, this is I think what separates a savvy entrepreneur or business person from, uh, a shyster. Now you can make money being a shyster, and and skimping twenty seven feet per roll on every roll, and you and maybe you can even sleep at night doing that. But I'm telling you right now, at the end of the day, when you do, when you are an honest business owner and you go to a company that's been getting shorted, and you and you do that, that that's establishing relationships and there's nothing i think there's nothing more important than that right there that thing and because the money will it'll come it'll be there i mean unless you fail it'll always it'll be there but that those relationships and that honesty that that'll right. you'll take that to the grave
1: well yeah so uh, hey it's funny i i forgot about this till kevin brought it up and he says i don't remember what it was but that was, that was the word. Uh, that was the word that we, that we all got about you. I said, I, I, I forgot all about that. So, so I called and I said to trace, I said, I would like to come down and visit with you guys. I'd like to, I'd like to learn a little bit more about what you do cool. and see what else I can do with you. He says, when do you want to come? Right. So I, so you and, have and, a client for life at that point. That guy's like,
0: wow this is great we look forward to working with you for I had, i'll tell you
1: i had no idea this the the grabber had all these crazy divisions okay i, I didn't know i, I yeah. mean i was i was that new to the whole industry okay i just figured you know i wanted to learn if this guy could or if, if he was doing a, a nice business with this former company and they were and i told tell you they were a band of misfits they didn't know what they were doing as far as marketing they were like they 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 were playing college ball from the from a third grade level okay i mean it was just crazy anyway so i went down there and i he you know he, he showed me around and says you know i'm not the guy you want to talk to uh, but I'm going to make a call and I'm going to t- put you in touch with, uh, Doug Holmberg. Now, I didn't realize that all these guys at Grabber, they, there was a lot of people related to one another. Now he, his brother, Terry, who I I, I love, he, he, he's, uh, he's in California. This Doug Holmberg uh, uh, lives in Concord, California and his brother, Rich, who is the president of, of the, of the company. They they were magnificent people. I I met their families. I, I fell in love with them and they took me in, basically. Yeah. yeah. And uh I really felt I let them I let them down. I mean they get, I mean it's not I earned their business, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But uh, you know when when weaponstick failed, man, and they they, yeah. they they were worried about liability and they had been through something similar with uh sure. With the no coat instructors, and, uh, and in the beginning, I, they just didn't have an app. They, they didn't have the appetite, and I don't know what was going on in their corporate thing at the time. But t- they t-
0: did. T- let's let's not skip forward too much. They did believe in the wet and stick out of the gate. Oh
1: yeah. <clears throat> well, so they believed in enough for for me to go up to. They wanted me to go up to this Providence show, right, this builder show okay I don't know if it was AWCI or, or was some other thing but it, w- it was a show I, I mean I had I had people lined up all around us that's where okay. I met uh, Doug saw all the excitement on Friday afternoon call or Friday morning called or Thursday when the show opened called Kevin said you got to get up here because Kevin was his product guy to go out and learn and teach and all that jazz Kevin uh, grabbed his kid his kids Chris and they jumped in the truck and they were up there that night and I met him uh, I guess over drinks uh, quickly and then we really got to know each other the next night but I I had gotten I, I my whole thing was I I, I cut two like uh, four by six inch pieces of, of drywall I put the wet and stick stick on it. And I would walk around as people, as I was explaining to people, I would just clack these things. I'd have it clacked uh, as a joint and I'd, ha- I'd have the clack. I was just clacking it, making noise. They go, What are you doing? I said, Oh, oh, this is wet and stick. You can see that it doesn't delaminate. You can see how strong it is. Wait, were you That's- carpet bagging or did you have a booth? No, Grabber invited me to come over okay. and show the product. And, so you were, wanted- you
0: were, you were, you were working off a of grabber's booth right yes okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I
1: don't I have never carpet bagged in my life <laughs> I have <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay well I, I, I just like saying carpet bag <laughs> yeah
0: no a- AWCI has a big clause against uh you know, wearing your business shirt. So so you go to the show, you wear your business shirt, you take like a, you know, briefcase full of color packs or whatever. And, you know, you're right. walking around people are like, what's Fresco Harmony? You're like, it, Oh, it, I'm it took- glad you
1: asked. It, it took it took a long time for grabber to wear me down to wear one of their shirts okay because <laughs> me, 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 me being the fashion guy right yes yeah uh, right so i, I got to come in my little sweater and shirt and you know wear yeah. my tie and my khaki nobody khaki. looked
0: nobody looked as good as lee
1: goldman coming to the awi show i can assure you that <laughs> i don't know about that but I, I, i'm telling you that i i'm you know i had this whole mindset about the way it, anyway Okay. So I'm clacking this. I had these two pieces of drywall clacking against one another while I'm talking, and and next thing I know, I'm being introduced to the the uh, AAA boys. But it was only Alex and Andy at the time. Okay. And they were they. I had the, they. So grab. I guess Doug Holmberg had somebody go out and grab a couple of pieces of uh, a wallboard, and they cut it. And they put it on like on an easel or on yeah. a stand of some sort. And they were having these guys tape it, just, just tape lines and showing how easy it was. And I remember Alex and Andy, they were like jazzed up about it. And so I said, so and and I'm sitting there pitching it and talking, you know, talking about it. And I didn't have a track record of anybody using it other than a couple of uh couple of handymen. That I would, you know, go to. I mean, you know, if you were going to video somebody, you had that big uh, camcorder. Cam, camcorder, yeah, yeah. You I mean,
0: so you I, had to find a uh, someone to really use it in a in an application in a real life application. Right. So I, you I,
1: hadn't I had, done so, that yet. Well, no, I'd only had little renovation guys.
0: <clears throat> okay.
1: Do, doing it, and and the guy that was running my machines loved it. And he, and, I mean, he, you know, this guy would, he, he knew his way around tools. As a matter of fact, he, when, when I shut the whole thing down, he became a superintendent of a, of a, um, uh, apartment complex. Yeah. Like, he had like 600 apartments he was working on. He was using, he was going through the stuff like Grant took Richmond. I mean, it was crazy. Uh, he was using what, a little stock, what little stock I had, whatever stock I had left and, he, he said he would, he would say to me, I don't know what's wrong with these people. I don't have a problem using this. I said, I said, yeah, but you're going to make it work. You're not doing, you're not doing these big jobs. That's not, that's not how, how the product was designed. It's not working the way it should. And it was all about how, how the glue, but anyway, so next thing I know, uh, Kevin's there, the looses are there. Uh, from from there, uh, they they grabber buys a, a production run, basically a couple of truckloads. Okay, they have people that they're out in the field getting. You know, they they took a shot for what, what amounts of small money to them, but it was it was a big time sale for me. Sure. And so and so I would go. I, so I immediately started looking for the for an applicant.
0: Uh, <clears throat> how much are we talking so there's like a small injection of capital uh but like that they agreed to buying uh a few pallets like you know
1: no i don't think it was a few pa- i think it was like i want to say they made like a seventy five thousand dollar investment okay uh maybe it was higher than that. I don't remember. I can't remember all of it now. I'm sorry. They made an investment
0: that I mean they're buying product, but they made an investment in the company, like as a owner,
1: not at this point. Okay. I'm going to say, yeah, maybe it was over a hundred thousand, whatever it was. It, 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 you know, I, I know, I know it cost me, a uh, for the paper alone, on a, for a truckload of paper it was like $40,000 and then the process probably put the pro the the total product at oh the total just gumming the product was probably another 50,000 okay and that would equal I think I had a buck into it before I ever put it on a machine
0: okay wow Something like,
1: yeah I mean yeah so or maybe more. Actually a little bit more. But the, that's not the where I want to go with this. But well, what just I want to say say
0: is, you had some skin in the game.
1: So yeah, so so um Grabber. Um so, so Grabber distributed his palace like to each locate, one pal a couple palates to each location. Probably strategically
0: to strategic uh partners that people that were partnering with grabber so that they could get feedback on the product correct
1: i, I don't remember you know what it's a little fuzzy right okay. this I'm sure it'll it, it come it comes back to me more more i go I, I went back and started looking at emails the day before yesterday just to that i had still had left and you know but it all once once i had a conversation with kevin and he and he reminded me about the short rolls yeah whole mess came as a matter of fact i took these guys to court and not only did they pay what they owed grabber they paid me a substantial amount of money off the off of what i off the sale crazy uh, uh they decided to settle rather than me continue with the lawsuit because i would have owned both their houses wow because that was interesting that, I, mean, I, I caught them dead to rights yeah, and, but that wasn't that was just one of the couple of things. So that was well,
0: and and besides, not you know being honest and taking that to your grave, you could get sued and lose a lot of money I, 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 if you're I dishonest.
1: Didn't, it, it didn't even that didn't even occur to me. The thought was that's not how I do business. Remember, okay. I come from this. I come from this. Ralph Lauren. Yeah. Video. Do you right. F- do right. Fear no one. Yeah, it's simple. I mean, and, and my father, Ralph, all everybody believed in the same thing. We, nobody screwed anybody. I mean, I'm not telling you they didn't go, it didn't go on elsewhere, but it wasn't going to go on with it. We, we, all we had was our word. That's right. And, and I was used to making the best product in the world at one time. So why was I going to stop now? You know, I mean, you just, it's not the way it works.
0: You're taking a really high level of ethics into a biz, bu- maybe a business that's just, you know, I mean, the drywall industry is just, I guess, callous. Maybe callous is, for lack of a better word,
1: very challenging, stubborn. Uh, I, you know, I don't know. I, yeah, I, I stubborn, challenging, but I don't think, I, I don't think overall, it was an ethics thing. I don't. I think most people ex- expected to get what they paid for. No, listen. I, I I I used to deal with these guys in Long Island. They used to buy seventy-five foot tape, uh, regular paper tape, and they were they w- wouldn't buy much, but they were the most fun to deal with. Sure. I, when I when I finally explained to them that if they bought the two hundred fifty foot rolls, they wouldn't have to buy as many times during the year and, they, and it wasn't going to go bad. They go, Oh, well, we want to keep it fresh. I said, it's paper. I said, it's not going to go bad. Keep it yeah. in the freaking box. Yeah.
0: Interesting. Uh, so uh, real quick to back up, what products were you manufacturing out of? What was the name of this, uh, of this warehouse now with these machines, you're, oh, making, okay. so you're making you're making products. The, what 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 was the name of the uh, the warehouse? And then what what how what products specifically were you manufacturing?
1: So I so I I named the company DuraTape International. Okay. From DuraTape Corp, it went to DuraTape International. You kept the name. They had customers. I figured uh, that's uh, so. I set this whole thing up before or as I was purchasing it. So okay. I didn't know there there, there was, okay. I, I didn't have this, I didn't have a foresight that I was going to wind up suing these b- bastards. Okay, Or did I think that I was buying a, a company that was short shipping guys?
0: So Duratape, I mean, I Duratape, uh is producing how many products? Uh,
1: so Duratape International was owned by Wet and Stick LLC. Okay. And the reason I'm telling you this is because the whole reason that I bought this company was because I had this vision of what I could make as the new as the new product. As the product yes, yeah. We established that in part one. Well no, but I'm just that's but so but I never told you how I set it up. Okay. So that was the vision the whole time you you were kind of like establish all these
0: relationships just producing the normal products that were already being produced by Duratape with the idea that you're going to slide in this new revolutionary concept of wet and stick yeah, but, you're going yeah, to you're going to sneak just, it in there a little bit and then once you have once you've established relationships i mean that's strategic
1: that was the, that was the goal okay that was the goal now there was no retail sales uh they would re they would buy uh some mesh tape that wasn't very good and resell it um and they had they would sell it at 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 prices that i don't know any more any moron would pay for this quality but they they were doing it and they weren't doing it much but like i said they had a few customers that they were selling goods to Okay. And I went to every one of them that we had that was ever sold. And I made up
0: you had paper tape, mesh
1: tape. What else? So they, so when I bought the company, they, they sold, uh, their predominant business was, uh, spark perforated paper tape. Oh, and their spark perforated might have had one or two lines of spark perfs. So, (laughs) I mean, not, not the complete. The, uh, take was,
0: a roll. Take a roll and poke a couple holes in it. And...
1: Well, no, they had. So they, <laughs> they never, they never maintained the sparking machines, and these, these, there was actually spark plugs that you would hook up all these things, but they let them all go bad. Okay. So, so I, so I redid all that. I said I, I held it up to the light. I'm going. But they showed me though was this beautiful roll of all, completely all sparks. Yeah you got to remember there's this machine that's that's so wide it's like uh 59 inches wide okay or so and the tape is 30 millimeters or two and a, two and a sixteenth inch that's okay. that's that's what it is and so you're getting like 30 cuts or 28 cuts sorry 28 cuts these things and they all go down a line and there is creasers that crease the dead nut center yeah and then it's then it's then it's then you go through these slitters and the rewind and the rewind is what lets you know when you stop the machine to cut it staple it and then move on with it okay all right so they purposely were cutting it short getting more rolls out of the master roll
0: because as we've established paper is expensive so they were saving 27 feet
1: this this was premium i mean premium paper paper yeah yeah you know i I think i sent you the the tensile strength stuff on it anyway long story short so uh, you know that didn't work but going back to the product they offered they had a relationship with a guy in uh long island that would give them the uh the metal paper corner uh tape yeah and uh, and they they would buy a little bit of mesh tape for a couple of people that they overcharged sure or, whatever, or should have should have sourced it so you know buyers also or people can be lazy and they'll just buy whatever they can find and not even look at to see what it's what it's priced at right anyway So me, I've, I've I've got all these resources from the leather goods industry. And I, I I don't believe in, you know, one guy and I got, you know, I have people bidding, you know, showing me product and I interview, I interview them. Like people I'm looking for people to to work. And so there was these three products and none of them were worth a shit. So I had to re I had to rework all of those. And, and then I, once I did that, I, I started contacting customers and I was giving credits out, like. You, you like you would be giving out popcorn at a movie.
0: Well, let's go back to, I interrupted you, let's go back to the 75K with Grabber. Uh, we took off from there. I don't know
1: I mean, if it was 75K, but I'm giving you a, a, whatever. Whatever. The first, per, the first the, real purchase.
0: The first real purchase, Grabbers, they believe, that's the wet and stick they purchased. Uh, oh, they, uh,
1: positive, people,
0: positive feedback, people hate it. Uh,
1: like, they they had a lot of tough time selling it because people didn't want they resisted
0: change lee goldman welcome to the drywall industry here's some here's hey here's tape that you just run it through this little saturator and put it on the wall there was no, no, there, was lee. no
1: there was no saturated no saturator yet no we, we put a broom across a bucket and and, <laughs> uh, and put the roll on there and get it wet okay
0: so maybe a but, little premature but a Pre- would you would you agree premature maybe launch for the um, product i don't know
1: uh, well i i now i i don't know about that okay because this is real, re- realistically what i used to say you could do and you could do it i could do it i had other people show me they could squirt be squirt bottle no sir <laughs> you throw the whole roll in the bucket there work. you go there you go you pull and it run out <laughs> go and, and go with it, it yeah because, because it was wound so tight wasn't activating turned to a block you could leave it it could take up to you could it could stand up to i would guarantee 30 was, minutes no that you could leave it in the bucket for two hours and it would not oh. block
0: and i could run block. out yeah i could run out 500 feet of tape in God, especially if you ran it through a bazooka. No, you but, can't. Done. You can't run it through a bazooka.
1: No, because it's because of the viscosity of the water. That's why you can do it with a bazooka. We'll work with mud, but not with water. Because I, w- I learned that the hard way.
0: Bazookas are efficient. I mean, there is something to be said for knowing how this shit goes on you know, goes on the wall, but oh,
1: I walked, I, w- I walked into a couple of tool, tool guys. I was looking, <laughs> I, I said, I wanted you to work, try this with your bazooka. I screwed up people's booths, uh, showrooms. I mean, I got them all crazy. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And the bazooka yeah. guys were like, wait a second. If, if the, he sells that wet and stick stuff, they don't need the bazooka anymore. So that's, well,
1: yeah. So that's why I said that you you guys need to come up with an attachment totally yeah or a, you need, you or to a tool attachment because i'm coming that's where wolfgang comes in <laughs> okay so wait a minute so at the same <laughs> show i meet the loose boys okay alex runs over to and gets a super taper or that thing that you stick in the in on the bucket yeah and, and, and columbia columbia makes one too well, maybe he might, I don't know where he went. I don't remember exactly where he went. I don't think better than, maybe better than ever was there. I don't remember.
0: Kevin don't, said it was a better than ever.
1: It could be, pr- it could product. be, it, 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 it could be, but I mean, I, I, listen, I, before I had a sit down with Wolfgang, I didn't give a crap where it came from, but once yeah. I saw, or once I saw the idea of how it worked, I came up with the saturator after some failed attempts by Wolfgang. Sure. Um I had a guy in here in New Jersey that was welding stuff for me. Um, and okay. I, I had a box, but it was had-
0: Kevin. Kevin said that in his interview that he was sort of the inspiration. He brought this tool over, he saw the wet and stick, and he was oh, like, Alex. Oh, was that Alex? He was like, You yeah. got to run it through this, this, uh, right. Machine, check this out, and you had sort of an aha moment where you were like, "Oh, wow! I need to make a saturator."
1: Well, I I knew we needed an applicator, but I didn't have a vision. Alex ran and got that. So here's how it worked. So Alex, Alex, you know, would bow down, would bow to Kevin. I mean, Kevin was the was the guru. He kind of still is a little bit. No, I'm not saying he's not, but but but, and and we got to remember this is. 12 years, 15. Oh, shit. This is, uh, 15 years ago. Yeah. So everybody's young, everybody's running around, jumping around, trying, you know, and and they're excited about not only the yeah. product, but also being a part of it. We're all a part of all of it. You know, it wasn't just me. It wasn't just Kevin. It wasn't, it was every, our, we all were involved. It's a great idea. Like it Doug, really is. D- Doug, uh, Holmberg, uh, All all the Grabber guys. I mean, I could I could name quite a few of them. Uh, Sure. But everybody was we were all enthusiastic about the possibility and and skeptical at the same time. It was like, you know, we you know, there were some there were some guys within the group that were going, you know, this guy's fucking whacked out. Yeah.
0: But you had Grabber, which did have a reputation in the industry. So right. that that helped your cause. Which,
1: which I didn't know when I made the call to tell them about the
0: 27 feet. So now you're just being a good that's a byproduct of being a good business so person.
1: It, but so we were like, bam, we yeah. Were because yeah. we 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 thought alike. Yes. So I mean I saw Grabber go around and go back to some customers, and go, wait, well, hey, don't use certain things, you know. If right. you saw something we're pulling with, it. They they listen, I they've had a bad batch of screws. They've had a bad batch of this, bad batch. we all do. It's, it's part of manufacturing. Unfortunately, it happens. But well, and
0: Kevin, be- Kevin d- does say that grabber stands by their products like 100% Absolutely. really good company.
1: Makes, that's what makes a good company. I mean, every nobody's perfect. I mean, Ralph Lauren made mistakes and and, yeah. and, and, and took back goods from stores w- w- as soon as he realized it. Yeah, it's not like, it's, uh, let's see if we can get away with the type of thing. It's like no. you're on it. So anyway. Um, so it was, it was a challenge. So once we saw that there was a possibility with the better than ever tool, we needed to embellish that. Now, everything that better than ever made was out of heavy metal. Nobody, me included, we weren't thinking about the practicality. I mean, after all, you know, if people are going to use these bazookas, they're no, that's not, that's not a light tool. And, I mean, that's why you see these. They do ones.
0: consider, they do consider weight, you know, a lot in those and the composite materials, the not, not just composite, but uh, some of the new predators are very lightweight, okay, you know.
1: What, what, what year are we talking about?
0: Yeah, this is a recent, I think they pulled like mountain bike technology, you know. Uh,
1: uh, uh, okay. But, what, like. but, uh, we're I Remember, we're talking 2008. Two thousand seven, okay. two thousand eight, two thousand nine. That 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 area. They're still weighty. They're still weighty. No, no. no. But what I'm saying is, there was no, uh, we, we we hadn't gotten to the, a, lot, a lot of that. Okay. The lighter weight material. Any anyway. Long story short. So I, Alex, we Alex lives in Minneapolis, Minneapolis or at the time or Minnesota. Yeah. And uh, Kevin and I. We, we, I said, I talked to Wolfgang and we wanted to have a meeting because Wolfgang was excited about it. He, he, he and I had a cocktail and talked about the synergy of our companies and how we might work together. Mm-hmm. And I said, Hey, look, if we can come up with something, you know, I'm, I'm happy if we can't, we could can be friends. You sure. know? So to their credit, they tried a c- couple of different things. Okay. I just didn't feel. They were right, because I be- I believe Kevin taught me that you need to take shit in the field and you need yeah. to you need to absolutely. See it and and, yeah. and, and it, it made perfect sense. But here I am. I'm thinking, well, these guys know what they're doing. So, you know, and, and he said, wait a minute. Remember, it's what you don't know or he didn't say it quite like that, but that's what I would say. Um, it's what you don't know that you don't know that gets you. Every yeah. Time. Yeah. But yeah. Kevin would say, don't you need to see it. In, in action, and and I said, you know, you're absolutely right. I, I think we were having maybe our forty fifth cocktail of one evening. Yes, and I said, you're absolutely right. So, one thing I realized is in, in the the best one we had was this was this uh, cancer. Actually, it's on a picture in that was in uh, one of the articles from in walls and ceiling. It was a metal. I want to say it, it was like a like a half moon and the top would come up the roll would go in and the roll would come out spin out and it would be you fill it full of water well you know if you went if you tipped it was water out but it's also it was heavy and cumbersome
0: and- yeah once you fill it like a ban- like a banjo with water they call that a banjo normally is for mud you know the mud the mud's more
1: viscous it'll stay right right on the belt okay and and it was close it was close it just was it was heavy and it was cumbersome okay so so i once i saw that principle i also realized that not everybody particularly a diy guy was not going to use uh, something on their hip and we're not going to use a whole roll immediately Okay. You know, so yeah. I realized that I needed to do something that was also out of the water. Because again, because of what I told everybody about the two, two hour, three hour, four hour block, not yeah. a block, Yeah. Would, you they were just throwing the roll in and then pulling it out. All right. So I came up with a saturator. And the saturator was it was it was a plastic bucket like this with a lid it held it held the roll up top It you, you wound it through and you could put clip it on your waist and it was light as a feather okay and, and it worked it, once i once i made made one and had someone use it that really knew what they were doing the water was swashing around and the, and and it was pulling it was pulling and tipping it so i put a velcro strap that you put around your leg and that would hold the, the the bucket in place so clipped on your belt you put your strap on man you were ready to go okay and it worked and it cost nothing okay i was happy to give with with every six boxes i gave them okay yeah cool. yeah i mean it was like i don't know it cost me like four bucks okay you know, I I it was some it might have been five bucks, but whatever. This it was. is
0: cool. Okay, this is cool though, because now instead of making a belt, everybody wears a belt, everybody loves belts. You you're making a belt, it looks beautiful. It's the best belt. It's made by the saddle guy for the queen. He's he's right. the the best leathers you're inventing something now. There's a different kind of excitement there. Stop me if I'm wrong. Like there's no, a different right. kind you're of right. energy when you're coming up with something new That because now it's never been made before. Now you're figuring out, you're solving problems that don't exist. And uh, it's a lot of fun. And I can see like you're lighting up when you talk about this, uh, this application technique that never even got legs. You know, like, so you've got the saturator, you've got the wet and stick.
1: Who do you give it to? And, and I got, even though I hate the product, I've got a mesh tape business. that's going like crazy. So, so I, so I, I told you about DAP, right? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So we talked about DAP. I'm selling truckloads of that. Not only that, I was thinking of something else last night so when somebody was just wants to distribute it as long as they had the name wet and stick on it and and had my address or how to reach us I would private label it for it. So okay I did, so I did rubber labels with wet and stick beautiful I did, I, I did I had a company in Australia uh plaster X okay I I did, I I did label for um uh reliable tapes in uh in, in England uh, uh, they, they do all kinds of ticks. Your right?
0: only request was that it would be like Australia Tools by Wet and Stick or whatever.
1: Or whatever, yeah, yeah, exactly. Or I, as long as I had some identification on there, my logo, something. I, I At, had no... real quick. How did you come up with the name
0: Wet and Stick? I, I mean, there's obvious reasons, but.
1: It might have been something that the original owners were dicking around with, because I told you I saw that they had they were trying some they were tra- playing spray around spray adhesive with or something, and, and that's how I got the idea. And I, I, listen, I was buying the company; I didn't care what what I told them, you know. So okay. I I, I, I th- we I think we I think we were I think I talked about it in in their office with them. Did you like the name Wet and Stick? Not really. It's funny you mentioned that because uh, <laughs> Kevin has been talking about if I ever wanted to come out, come back into it or whatever. We'd have said, to change the name. <laughs> but I, I would I would never do it again under Wet and stick. But, you know, yeah. I, I, I would I would make I, I'd have a good time with it. I'd go, you get it up quick with wet and stick, you know. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, it, like so, I
0: said, it's catchy.
1: It's catchy. No little blue kind... pill needed here. Get it up yeah. quick with wet and stick. Yeah. Yeah
0: yeah a taper's little helper
1: yeah exactly <laughs> yeah yeah, exactly. So, yeah so it was it was it was tough getting but i think the grab grabber then had me on the road with him if there was a show okay i was i was i was there doing the song and dance okay um and and i we i enjoyed it i we, and yeah I, I and i and then i met he Heath was selling for me in, uh, in, in the Midwest. Uh, yeah, and it guys, um, grabber was selling their customer base and they were all big L and W and this and that. And yeah, you know, you know, and they were trying to get us into home, Home Depot and, uh, all it just, they, they were, they were, they were the big going after the big boys. Right. And I, I was very interested in the, uh, lumber yards okay you know uh, 84 why why
0: Cat. no yeah. I get it what, why the lumber yards are versus like dry, uh, the district d- like the um, chaparrals, the, the GMS and the FBM L&W okay. those are those are drywall specific seems like that's where you want to go
1: well I didn't say not, I didn't say no not, I didn't want those I just said but you also had a lot of guys buying local Okay. Right. Here, here's here. All right. Yeah. Now I'm gonna give, I'm yeah. gonna give it like to you. Like the DIYer, the DIY guy. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna give it to you. I wasn't going after. I was going. I wanted to go after the guys that were getting their hands dirty, not the guys that were just pushing out this truck or that truck. I felt it was all important, and I'll tell you why. Yeah. So where did I come from? Ralph Lauren. Okay. So Ralph Lauren, the last people. That he allowed, he, Ralph was always in control of his sales. Okay. The last people, just like, is there a guy named Harmon around, you know, Nick Harmon? Yeah. Okay. Nick Harmon yes. is, is in control of his sales. Yeah. He's not going to sell just anybody. He, he's going to sell who he wants. Now, I'm it's not going to tell you that he wouldn't be tempted to sell Home Depot or Lowe's, but sure. Nick knows he's not ready. So Ralph Lauren, even though he, his, his his production is, is, is couture luxury. It's not like a guy that's stamping out coins. He's got, um, it's my, like my belts are are hand-sewn belts. Right. Nobody sells those anymore. Right. Right. So who do you think bought them? Those, the, the guys that would actually explain to their customers what they were buying. bench made products into specialty stores so the last guy Ralph the last people that Ralph Lauren sold were department stores okay he would sell luxury uh big luxury stores uh first he, he started with Saks Bloomingdale's and Neiman's and I Magden, but it took a long time before he would sell Bloomingdale's and he would only sell Bloomingdale's if they gave him his own shop so what I'm trying to tell you he built this whole momentum uh, but, uh, but without any big dogs my thought is so i would go down to in west orange new jersey and i'd go sit down sit down with the store owner and go uh, or paint shop and i go hey you guys you know you selling these drywall guys let me show you this or whatever I, you know I, I, instead of you know going out to lunch i I'd take my lunch and i go to a different guy yeah I got, I got so he could do the same thing only he knew Bigger people, yeah, Midwest drywall. Grabber, I don't think Grabber was selling them. Uh, He, he, uh, there was six or seven big drywall guys in the Midwest, nobody was doing anything with unless these guys would find them and and go to them themselves. So, what? So, I booked a plane into uh Omaha. Uh, He picked me up and we went. uh, I spent two or three days. I mean, I was thrilled to see the college world series uh pl- pl- where they play you know it was, mm-hmm. it, was it was snow covered yeah. I, I it was colder than a you know whatever but we went and i met all these guys and, and none of them wanted to see me no nobody wanted to see us but we wound up selling them or giving or them giving us a try and it was it was it was a lot of fun pioneering this stuff i love yeah. it when somebody says no I, I i you know when somebody says i'm not you know I, I'm not, I'm not, I don't want, I don't want to buy your stuff. I said, the last thing I'm going to do is sell you. He says, I thought you were, I wasn't going to buy the, you, you weren't going to ask me to buy. I said, I didn't. I said, the last thing I was going to do is sell you. And, and it was fun. It was fun. So, you know, and then he did it. I guess did, he did his ex-wife's house or something. Uh, it, yeah. Uh, and sent me pictures. And I guess that was before he was, his, it was I guess it was his yeah. future ex-wife.
0: And liked it. Liked the what and stick. Loved it. Loved yeah. It. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's, uh, you know, Heath is in a good position because he was running a company. Kevin would bring him all of these fantastic, you know, cutting edge ideas. He would vet them. And then Kevin would have like, you know, he would, ha- he'd be like, he could tell people, okay, this works. It doesn't work.
1: Heath was the test kitchen.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He's the a Guinea pig. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, but he, and, it, it,
1: and he was and he was and he was a uh he was a thoroughbred so here I am I, I can't keep anybody around long enough to, to run sales okay I've got a I'm running sales I'm doing production I'm doing research and development uh, you know I'm I am chasing my tail yeah because I, I didn't have uh I didn't have I didn't have it I didn't have a team i did what i did at ralph Lauren because i i had a team but i told you that's where i had all these arguments with my father and then i was guilty of doing it myself but i just didn't have i didn't have ralph Lauren behind me i didn't have anybody around me to let me build a team Interesting. And the guys that, uh, got, there's there there's more to the story but these guys that wanted to that said that they were going to be there and they had there was a team of three guys they virtually didn't put any money and just wanted to collect. And I, I, love the guys at high tool in my next chapter, uh, you know, and I couldn't deliver because I didn't have enough hands. And every time I, you know, I asked for help, I got, I didn't get it. And I'm not going to mention any names cause I don't want to dredge up any kind of nonsense, yeah. but yeah, you know, I, I, shared, uh, I shared all my, my stuff. I wound up giving them the, you know, I, I put my patent up again, uh, for the saturator and, and all our jazz aside to, for them to be partners. So we'd have room to run and they didn't deliver, they got scared. They, 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 they didn't understand bus- the, the business. They had their own business. They had a deli and Yonkers and they had real estate here and they were involved in stuff there, but they, they, they didn't give me the support I needed and all they needed to do is put up a, a, a letter of credit so that I could just function. Yeah. So I, I spent, I spent a lot of money
0: doing yeah, this. Yeah. Yeah. That, so we would say that's one, there, There's there's, a many factors to, to why the wet and stick didn't get, have legs. One of them was uh, that well, and we talked about it. Uh, kid got sick, had sick kid, money, uh, but also this uh, commercial project that failed. Uh, what happened? And well, you're saying the tape didn't fall off the wall? It bubbled a lot.
1: It, no, it it bubbled. Uh, it bubbled on the seam. It's supposed to go in the seam and stick to the tight. Edges. It got to be tight. And it it's tight. And um it, it the adhesive did not do what it had done previously. So what's the ramification of that though you're
0: you're it's not just one person you're selling to you have tons of people that you've sent the product to it's out there you got grabber back in you Wolfgang threatened to make a saturator you've got hide and well, so
1: all that all the all, so a lot of this stuff is all in the beginning. Uh. Yeah, so this was years. This took a couple of years to do this. Yep, and and these guys that were doing the uh, the laminating, they they started, I guess, doing their own thing about whatever. I almost, I kind of felt that they maybe even sabotaged me, but I, I they never came out with that product
0: maybe they were going to sabotage the wet and stick and make their own knockoff wet and stick. No, that's and what you're, that's what you're speculating.
1: Yeah. But listen, I got them to, I, they, they never put a uh, ink on a, on a product. I got them to put this repeating logo on the product.
0: <laughs> it's
1: awesome. I love it.
0: Yeah. You're I putting, had, I mean, just like packaging tape. It's smart, man. Me. Boom.
1: Wait a minute. So I told you about the labels, right? Yeah. So I'd have a label for Grabber. This one, I had, I had special boxes made for Grabber. That's cool. I had special boxes made for, for customers. If they did, if they believed in the product, I put their name on it, the boxes, the account, their, yeah. I the count. their, 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 their stock member. Uh, you know, I had, I had, I had, a, a part of my warehouse was was back I mean I I didn't mind uh back But
0: the uh, okay so what happened with you're calling it a lamination
1: what happened Um something they they they, they did something there's something happened with the formula Something happened and that caused the wet and, stick and, on and, one and, job one particular and, job and, and the, with the with during the lamination process I believe they must have skipped some or okay. they didn't dry properly, or whatever it is, they didn't cure it. See, I had this process where they would also backwind the tape and break it so it had the so the the adhesive, you could actually see crisscrossing in the adhesive so it didn't curl. I had right. I had this whole thing figured out. Yeah. And it worked like a charm yeah. until this until this this, this one production. And not everything in the production didn't work. That's the problem. I couldn't find where I had the rolls numbered. I had the tapes numbered. I couldn't spot which was which. So, so it was very. It, it was, you had to
0: recall. Essentially, you would have had to recall all
1: your product. No shit! Or just dump it because what was I going to do with it? I I did recall. I I recalled a bunch. You said, hey, realized, don't don't use this stuff then i realized well what am i going to do with this stuff so I, I you know i had dumpsters full of this stuff this is this is hundreds of thousands of dollars of money just being thrown away and i couldn't recycle it because it had the, it had the adhesive on it. even though the adhesive was biodegradable and 100% green but you know paper guys want paper they don't want paper with anything on it so I I mean it was a uh, it was it was a mess <laughs> it was a mess yeah and yeah. Uh, and and nobody
0: wanted
1: and, and nobody wanted to stand up nobody okay so you and,
0: don't and, give up right away you no, don't give no. up I, and, I, and
1: I and I still have product that I can show that demonstrates it works okay all right so I mean not everything was bad. not everything was bad like I said okay but I had to, I had to go into boxes and test stuff anyway so. I went up to Massachusetts to one company. I went to New Hampshire to another company. I went to another place here in New Jersey. I went. I went
0: all kinds did, of places. Did Grabber pull out at this point?
1: Um, they certainly weren't going to sell wet and stick till I could tell them. You, but you still continue to limp along. You're like, ah, I can't. I can't let it go. Well, just, I was. I wasn't limping. I, I was I was going full till boogie. I was you're selling find... you're selling the fiber
0: tape too still.
1: Yeah, I am. I am. But I, I so so I so I'm 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 down to the nubs as far as my money goes. Right. As far as my input goes, and uh, so I re- made restitution to Grabber by giving them fiberglass mesh tape and regular tape. To get okay. even, it okay, the, as as even as I could get, it took a, it took a while. It pretty you felt went. you felt bad. You felt uh, bad. I, I, felt, I felt I felt terrible, but I wasn't going to quit. I just I just knew I I I sensed that I couldn't count on Grabber any longer, and I had other customers that I didn't want to endanger. Uh, my I, I, some of this stuff went to Australia that was bad. Uh, that was a, that was a fiasco. Uh, I, 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 tried to make up as best I could with them. Uh, I don't think I ever made them completely whole, but I, I got pretty close. Uh, are you it, looking for an, uh, investment at this period? Yeah, but I'm also, I can't, I can't get investors when I don't have a guarantee resource resources that will that can make the product that I need the laminator guy fucked you pretty much
0: and so you needed another person like that but that that those guys don't grow in trees right okay
1: so so I don't want to give away too much of this goddamn
0: laminator
1: guy what the fuck what was their problem? They wanted to blame the paper. The paper wanted to blame the matter. The paper never changed. Let's solve
0: it. Let's solve it. You're shooting yourself in the feet. I'm out here selling your product. The more I
1: sell, the more money you make. I am like the pimple on the asshole of an elephant. Weird.
0: Dude, just fucking dude it's
1: like it was too small business at the time they didn't see they none, nobody looked at the big picture they were listen I would go to
0: dinosaurs guys, fucking dinosaurs man that's why this industry is
1: corporations and they and actually they were being, they were smart in what they were smart in that you know they didn't this this was going to be a new business for them so they didn't want to they you know I have to also tell you we're just climbing out of Life is not the way it was in 2010, 2011, 2012, there were tough times in, in the, in this industry. And, uh, and now I'm saying our industry because now I'm, now I'm, I, I, I am full fledged, you know, I have been baptized, man. And now, yeah. I, now I was not beat by the economy. I was beat by the, the quality of production that I was always unquestionable it was unquestioned these guys never had a problem i never had a problem with them
0: and then all of a sudden all of a sudden this lamination starts coming out wonky that's yeah. that's pretty well, hardcore I know, I know, well, that is I a know. hardcore accusation you know and even well, if it was like even well, if it was purposeful or accidental still it's like how do we rectify this
1: so initially i thought it was purposeful sure and i there's still a little bit part of me that wonders I always liked the owners of this place. I always thought that they were good, but I saw a different side of them. But then I also realized that one of the guys that was always their their mechanic and their, uh, chemist chemist. So yeah, yeah. He left. (laughs) Okay. So I said, is there any correlation between this guy leaving? And, and all of a sudden we have a problem, right? Absolutely not. We know what we're doing. We've been doing this for a hundred years. Blah, 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 you know, uh, like how dare I? So that relationship became irreparable, and uh, and they and they knew I was. They, 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 I'm I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a speck of lint compared to a ruck. That's how big these guys are. Yeah, and yeah, even though they have all these ISO. Uh, checks in place whatever they screwed the pooch in my opinion what other products I, I was had, a... i had i had tests i had all the proof i needed i had tests on the paper test on on the adhesive test on all the stuff that i had uh, you can't imagine i'd sit at home with mic with micrometers checking the the tape and the and the weight and everything it didn't matter it didn't yeah. matter unless i was going to have some lawyer Yeah. That, Uh, uh, not similar uh, uh, an attorney take it take this on a uh, contingency because I didn't have it was there a
0: contract in place stating that they had to keep at x amount of quality no no
1: No. it it it, it was always always on the purchase order okay I mean they offered me like 50 off on the on the invoice but that's not an admission of guilt they were saying that they, they, were, they were doing that out of the kindness of their heart and yeah. i said that's, that's that's not that's not cutting it yeah. because that, that, that because i gave them i bought and gave them the paper yeah and and 50 of their process doesn't take care of the paper right they've they've ruined the paper and well not only that but i i went I, you know what i went with with my lungs i took everything i it is we're not i'm not talking about one truckload of paper i'm not yeah. talking about one small run this was the biggest run i had done to date Ugh. i i mean i'm telling you i was manufacturing truckloads of this paper this tape this paper this this lamination this paper and it was it, it was it was out yeah the wet and stick boxed special packaging you yeah know, you know every every one of them this you don't just send out paper it, it, all this was was shrink wrapped when i thought i had i mean i i kept getting with different manufacturers to finish the product once i sold my i i, I kind of gave my machines away to this one manufacturer when sam got sick and they said they would make stuff for me free for a year for two years, but of course, that I didn't have a product because I could. I, I was spending. What they did do is they would resurrect the machines in order to, for my trials, but I never got it right to where I felt I could keep uh, that I could pr- make production again. Every time I thought I had it, something would backfire. Then, then I think I got it. Were you trying to do the lamination yourself? No, well, I was trying to get somebody else to do it. Okay, uh, not me personally. No, I, I yeah. yeah, I was. I you was were still working it. on it. I was subbing it out, and I thought we had it, and I did a small run, and that failed. So I was out of luck, and i I had this. I had great promise going with Hyde. Sherman sure Williams wanted to put it in every store. Okay. They, they, Hyde made. It made all these displays. Well, I mean, as you
0: said, them. that's where you shine is your, you see the whole direction of it. Like, you just couldn't fucking dial that product. You couldn't, I mean, after that failure, you, it was like you couldn't get it back.
1: I mean, Grabber, Grabber would see me and doing stuff with Hyde, and they were saying, is, is, is the production ready yet? Uh. And, and I said, I'm still working on it. I'm pre I'm doing some pre-selling. I think think we're we're close. Let I me mean, know. Never never got it. Yeah, never got it right. Just never happened. I, I, well, I
0: got close. and then and then the then uh your child gets sick and you're like, uh,
1: you know what? Was, Fuck all was, this. That was a part of it. That was part like, of it. You're like, I'm I'm done. I it, was, I've, it I've... wasn't it wasn't totally, but our, by the time Sam got well enough. For me to get really back into it I, it was it, it was the, sh- the the ship was sailing. yeah
0: it lost its momentum yeah. so uh what does Lee do we get post wet and stick uh thank God you thank God uh your kid's okay so yeah Sam, uh, you
1: Tam know is, is now <laughs> he took two uh, transplants but he's there He's, He's there, doing well. so that's good. Uh,
0: that's that's a, a little happy caveat to the story. <laughs> Just, you know what's uh, important? Um, actually, what's really important? Yeah, you, hey,
1: know? you know, I I am uh, I have to say that uh, I I am pretty happy. I, I miss the involvement. I yeah, you saw that I had the enthusiasm. I had yes, I, I, think I had the, I had the formulas. Uh, To make uh, this thing really roll, I just didn't have the capital, and I took my shot with it. I I would love to have another opportunity. Hey, you know
0: what, Lee? That's more than 98% of people get to do so, you know like and not only did you have a shot you've ran successful businesses like it's not like that it's not like you have one shot and you failed it was like you know you are an entrepreneur and when you're putting yourself out there in the world and with your idea that failure is inevitable this is i think a misconception about entrepreneurialism and most of them fail like this is another aspect of being being a Pioneer that people don't realize is that you really have to have a different level of tenacity and stick toativeness in anything you do, right?
1: Right. I I, I tell you, I I regret uh, that I didn't get it. You didn't get a chance to to realize the success with the people that were in the trenches with me. Uh, I will tell you that the yeah. Okay. The guys, in, the guys in Australia, the guys in England. Yeah. The, guy, the guys up at Hard Tools, but in particular, I have to say, Grabber, those guys. Yeah. And, and, so I yeah. don't know who's around uh, anymore, but it's like, dude, I was selling in Belgium. I was selling in Spain. Yeah. I, I, I I know what the market is over there they yeah. loved the product they were they were they were thrilled about it but when I, when I saw that I couldn't produce it I had I had I had a, this tape company over there uh, and I unfortunately I don't have any re- any reason to be, be involved with these people um uh, reliable source but they were they were fantastic people they they had great yeah. energy great insight they they were right there with me we had we were very uh similar in our enthusiasm and, and and our integrity factor but I how can I sell them something that I don't I can't make yeah it was it, and uh and, and I but I knew I could I'm still no I, yeah. I get a call from this one guy that's close by he says you' ready to take another shot we just need a little dough and you know I'm ready to go okay if it, about the adhesive. I mean he would he would love to put this this his competitor this laminator in the ground okay you know i don't i can't i don't have it i i that's where the sponge is all squeezed out
0: yeah 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 and you're doing so you're doing realty now did you jump right into uh real estate and why
1: real estate um well well, no, the answer is no. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't, okay. I, 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 uh, God, I, I was, uh, I was pretty depressed. Down. Yeah. I, down. I uh, and yeah, I, I certainly had went through my doubting with myself period. Uh, sure. Kicked, I was, I, I spent more time kicking myself, uh, and I was embarrassed to st- I didn't. I didn't stay in touch with that much anybody either. So I, <laughs> I, I sold insurance for a year. Okay. Got my insurance license, and I, even though I, I, I love the people I met, I, and they still call me to this day. As a matter of fact, I've sold them houses. Yeah. And I, I just didn't like it. I just, yeah. it wasn't my thing. Um, I had all throughout my life since I guess since the early late 70s early 80s i bought and sold my homes okay and i the first thing i did when i sold my business in my polo the polo uh campaign business um i bought a piece of property with a guy and we developed it in brooklyn okay Uh, and uh, but before brooklyn became what it is today i mean you can't even get in there right and uh excellent and i and then i just dropped that once we once we completed our sale whatever i know houses uh, know a little bit about all this stuff so got my real estate license i interviewed i interviewed like 20 different uh real realty firms here and um i met a guy that was about my age but he had been doing this for like 35 years and he had the right personality and Actually, it was the last guy I saw, and I love that you
0: didn't that. you didn't apply. You interviewed them. I like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so I was I was kind of you know thinking I was going to go with this other firm, and I wasn't real thrilled about it. And then I met this guy and we clicked. And I had told him right up front. I said I've already made my decision, but I, I'm going to give you the courtesy of an interview. <laughs> yeah. Go, oh really? Oh really? Yeah. Thanks, yeah. asshole. And, and, and now, yeah, Never and, mind. <laughs> and and he, he he became my mentor. And uh, you he, know what? I would
0: hire a person on the spot if they told me that. Yeah, uh, you know, I might I might consider working
1: for you. <laughs> well, he's he's my mentor. I I love him. We were very good friends. We played golf yeah. together. You know. Yeah. It's I, it's I I. But it's not thrilling to me. So before I got involved with wet and stick and the uh, tape, all that jazz. I, I really wanted to do this deal in England, this, this Viola, I, I would, I felt like I could be the next great luxury brand. Yeah. I, yeah. And, uh, unfortunately I just did, you know, it was just one of those things, but I spent a yeah. lot of time on it. And then yeah. I, once I did the, the, I said, I didn't even, I didn't even want to do this dirt tape. At first, when it was first, you know, brought up to me, they had to coax me for months, <laughs> you know, and I got, you know, then I got the bug once I got in there. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so I, I, I love the idea of, um, uh, of helping people, uh, right now, you know, people trying to find a home is a big deal. Yeah. Um, I, I'd like to, I'd like to be able to be more of a, uh, consultant, I guess, for people that want to be able to have confident something, somebody confidential that's got some experience to kind of help them, uh, like
0: a mentor,
1: move their business forward. You have a lot um, of it. you have a lot of experience. Um, yeah, more more border more board uh, uh, than actual hands on. I think at this stage of my life. Yeah, yeah. I, I would I, I would love to be able to resurrect a product that like True. this uh that would be i i that would be fun for me <laughs> but i don't know that i would want i i don't have the same energy to
0: yeah
1: do all the running around i mean i would do yeah. everything i i would be on the fork truck i would be yeah yeah i, I did Everybody would go home. I'd get on the fork truck. I'd move it around. I'd get things ready for the next day. I, I mean, I just loved it. I was like a a peacock running around, but I was now I was a humbled guy. You were developing a new product, it's it,
0: it, there's just something about it, man, that is so. That challenge speaks to it. Speaks to a different part of your soul. You know, it's really cool. Yeah, this is an industry that's changing now. These older dinosaurs are dying off and you have a younger generation, a more savvy generation coming up that's maybe a little bit more open to the possibility of something new. And that's exciting. That's different where right. you get younger people that are like, they didn't, they haven't done it this one way for all these years. They're like, oh, colored mud. That's cool. Oh, wet and stick. Yeah, give me a roll. I'll try that. That's a totally different attitude than, you know, I've done it this way. My grandpa did it this way. And, uh, you know, this is the only way to do it. The
1: number of fine men's specialty stores that are out there today, you can count them on your fingers and toes. Sure. Uh, you can't, you, there's no way of du- duplicating what was done back in the late 60s, early 70s to, to now. I mean, Tommy Hilfiger and Nautica and, uh, a few other uh, J crew couldn't have existed because there was no Ralph Lauren, Ralph Lauren showed them the way. I mean, Tommy Hilfiger knocked off the whole Ralph Lauren line to get started. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a fact he, they, they, they took those guys that were running Tommy Hilfiger Once worked for Ralph. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, so uh, the same thing with Nautica. So uh, now in so it's it was it's a little slower coming with the I call it the hardware industry. Yeah, uh, uh, construction industry, construction. Yeah. Yeah. Construction industry. But you see fewer and fewer of those specially hardware stores or lumber. Mm -hmm because they're being absorbed by the bigger guys because they can't compete. If you go into the, these bigger lump, lumber yards or these bigger uh, bigger box stores, you're seeing the same product over and over and over. You're not seeing differentiation. Uh, good point. The same, th- the same thing is in fashion, You the specialty stores have yeah. something but you go into Macy's, Bloomingdale's, whatever you know, North, they all look the same. I told you about the belt business. The same product is on the shelf that was on the shelf when I left, mm-hmm. and I could I could go into a store and look at five out of twenty SKUs and go, "I the, 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 those those are knockoffs of what I did," but they're they're, they're so old knockoffs they don't even resemble it anymore Mm -hmm. this is the concept so this i'm i'm seeing the same thing in when i look i sell homes so what do i see i see renovation products i see new homes i have i see i see the choices that the builders are offering the the the, uh home the future homeowners Mm -hmm. it's all that same bullshit composite flooring for the most part or Mm -hmm. or it's Who's offering what kind of woods? And it's not yeah. about creating a new finish. But in most cases, yeah. it's cooking other stuff. It's just in a different box. Yeah, California closets. It, yeah, it's the same. I remember when California closets was especially little niche mm-hmm. thing. Now it's like a big corporation, right? So you see the same. You see the same molding on all the new construction or similar it's not a lot of different choices why there's no there's no specialty stores for the big stores to emulate because they're they bought them mm-hmm. all they they cannibalize themselves yeah it's, it was the specialty store that offered Ralph stuff that the other buyers would go into that the buyers for other companies are going going we could take something like this so would our design department change a little they don't even bother changing anymore they just take this guy's stuff and make it their stuff with their label you can't right. tell the difference right i mean the point of fact go to go to any burlington coke factory or outlet store uh, uh tj max or whatever it all looks just like the same garbage mm-hmm. and it looks like garbage because it's on the same kind of racks the, the housekeeping is abysmal and and that's where that's where america's buying their product Yeah. Or or fine men's shop. I mean, they they go on Amazon, they get a pair of pants. Oh, they look like nice. Or they go on Facebook and see some frigging ad and go, oh, these jeans stretch. They'll they'll cover my big fat ass or whatever. And they, you know, hey, let me get a blue one. You know, let me get a, oh, I want to step out. I'm going to do a yellow one.
0: It's funny I talk about that a lot with shoes and clothes how I really need to try them on, especially pants like how the fuck can you buy a pair of pants online? you can't and well
1: and unless unless you don't care what they look like I mean least, right. you know, well no I mean I bought stuff uh, stuff online if I know that it's something that I want to work in the yard on or if I, I'm, I'm yeah I yeah what I look like if I'm you know bumming around. But I mean, I, I I I'm I'm still particular about I want to I want a workout pant that I could go do my walking in the winter months. I can't find anything that I even want to try on.
0: Yeah, you know, yeah.
1: I, so, but That's 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 me.
0: Lee Goldman. I think we've gotten through the thick of it. Uh, only took four and a half hours. Uh, two part episode, maybe three part. Uh thank, thank you so much for your time and inspiration uh and being with us today. We'll wrap up and then we can stay on a little bit and talk if you want.
1: Yeah, sure.
0: I've got to go to the bathroom.
1: Well, me too. So I'll <laughs> see you I'll see you in a minute.
0: All right, see ya. Shout out to Lee Goldman for being with us on the drywall podcast today. So appreciative, such a great story. I really appreciate your time energy and knowledge thank you very much guests of the drywall podcast will receive a sweet swag bucket from our friends at csr just for being on the drywall podcast if you're curious about being on the drywall podcast or you know somebody that might like to be on the podcast that you could recommend, you can reach out to me directly at info at frescoharmony.com or call me 505-400-9313. I would love to hear from you. Also, I want to give a loud shout out to our friends at Columbia Tools. Their top priority is giving you a great day experience from start to finish. Got a question or a concern? They are ready to tackle those head on by email, phone, Facebook, Instagram, or TikTok. They are all over the place. And be sure to check out their YouTube channels with super detailed how-to videos. Their maintenance videos are the secret sauce, and those kick-ass videos will keep your tools in prime condition. You can find out more about Columbia Tools and join the family at their website, www.columbiatools.com, and make sure and like them on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook as well. Thank you so much for joining me on the Drywall Podcast today. I sincerely appreciate you listening, uh, and I hope you enjoyed this episode. Tune in every Friday for new episodes including next Friday when we have Dan Wessel, Blue Steel Drywall out of Toronto Canada with us but until then you guys have a fantastic weekend and remember keep drywalling